1: Is Jane Carruthers, and I play Cicely Avertali in The Game Chess, The Civil Unrest. It's at Game Chest on YouTube. That was a very impressive performance. I've never seen anything like it. Oh, uh, yeah. That was my sister up there. One of them, anyway.
0: Really, I thought I'd like just a passing resemblance. My name is Istrada by the way. Cicely. Pleasure to meet you. Are you from around here, I'm guessing? Who's asking, exactly? Someone who's not from around here and is curious to get the lay of the land, so to speak. Oh,
1: so you're new to Ravnica, then. This is my first time. Oh. That could be fun. Hmm. Well, uh, that was the admirable Cult of Rakdos. Led by Lord Rakdos himself. Ah, cult of Rakdos, it's an interesting name. But what do you know about them? I'm a part of them. You see, they are led by the demon king Rakdos. Lord Rakdos. The most incredible being that has ever existed. (laughs) He lives for entertainment, and we're here to entertain.
0: Sounds like a rather interesting fellow. Oh, he
1: very much is.
0: Not sure how much he cares about his followers, though. Some things
1: got very dangerous there. Well, that's the point. You see, the more dangerous they are, the more entertaining the show is. Ah, uh, fair point. What drew you to this cult? Well, you see, I really like fire. And they have this amazing way of juggling fire and finding different ways to breathe it out and scorch people and it's just oh, I love fire so much.
0: <laughs> can you one on those people who can cast fire?
1: Oh yes. So much fire.
0: It's a very interesting skill indeed. What other groups are in this area?
1: Well, there are the Gruul tribes out further beyond the city. There are the disgusting Azorius police force, that you definitely want to stay clear of. There are the Boros, which are also basically disgusting police people. I know, I travel with one of them. And he's the biggest buzzkill I've ever met in my entire life. Must be interesting traveling companion, then. He also happens to be a seven foot tall elephant man, so that makes things very annoying. Unfair, oh, but I have find that it's also good if you're trying to intimidate people. Yes, but I can do that pretty well myself.
0: <laughs> I'm starting to get that feeling. Do you who else do you travel with?
1: Uh, I also travel with two group well, I used to travel with two guru companions. one of one of them was a centaur named Callahan. He was pretty stupid and easy to trick, and that made it very fun to travel with. Unfortunately, he sold his soul for an axe, stupidly. That's not a very smart or fair deal. No, I thought it would be funny, so I told him to do it, and he did. And then, he ended up dying, and his soul got collected, so... Oops.
0: (laughs) That's not the most fortunate of outcomes.
1: Oh, not really. Anyway, the other gruel was a centaur named Phanis. He was my partner in crime. We would steal things. We tried to go and rob a jewelry shop the other day, uh, and he ended up being too loud because he's a centaur, and we ended up accidentally shattering all the glass, and we basically ended up with just a bunch of wire frames glasses without any glass in them. But uh, we looked pretty stylish in them, so... Guess you had to take pleasure in small victories. It was very fun. And I also travel with another Rakdos, although I would not even really call him a Rakdos. He kind of is very lackluster. He doesn't really want to do performances or be crazy with me. He's kind of also a little bit of a buzzkill and it makes me suspicious. He comes from an Azorius family, so I guess it kind of makes sense when you have a whole family of people with sticks up their asses that you would also have one. I'm curious, how did you come to
0: travel with such an interesting variety of people who are so different
1: from you? We all kind of originally got recruited to uh, catch a goblin named Krenko. He was running amok in Ravnica, and you've broken out of prison, and apparently, for me at least, uh, I was being blamed on the Rakdos. So I had to go and clear our name so that the Azorius would not come and raid any of our hideouts.
0: That would be rather unfortunate, I imagine. I like, definitely, in the short time I've been here, have got the feel like that no one really likes them.
1: Yeah, they mostly interfere quite a bit with Ravnica's... Politics, if I could say they're politics. I particularly do not like them as Aractos. So, yeah, it would be bad. So I ended up meeting the Boros character two ghouls. And also actually an Orzov, which is the religious kind of bank, I guess you could say, in Ravnica. They control all of the banks and get you into a lot of debts, so that even when you die, they'll enslave your ghosts to work for them until... They're uh,
0: paid off. Pretty interesting business model. I have some friends that would be drawn towards such an idea.
1: Yeah, it's and never really clicked with me. I guess I, I don't really like them. They're pretty dishonest in their dealings usually. That's why I don't really like hanging out with the Orzov in a group. His name is uh, Kajatan. He's kind of an ass.
0: I'm getting the feeling you're not fond of many people.
1: No, I really am not.
0: Is there any reason for that?
1: Uh well, I don't see why I should tell you something like that.
0: I apologize, not trying to pretend to your business. I'm just curious.
1: Let's just say I was betrayed by someone close to me. Hmm.
0: Sorry to hear that. That must have been rather painful.
1: Wasn't painful. It wasn't. It wasn't painful. It. It's fine. I'm alright. Lord, sure. I'll uh, not mentioning it anymore.
0: I imagine you also travel some with your sister.
1: I don't actually. I wish that I could, but because of that aforementioned betrayal by a certain person. <sighs> Things have gotten more complicated for us in the cult. A lot of Rakdos tend to see attachments as a form of weakness. Mostly in regards to if you were to, say, save someone in the middle of a performance like that, like the one that you just saw, you would be looked down upon. And I might have tried to have done that for her, and now we're both pretty, pretty demoted and looked down upon, so... let
0: Rather unfortunate and I personally strongly disagree with that philosophy. But when you have people you care about with you, you tend to
1: fight harder. It gives you something to put to live for. I guess, but sometimes Well, actually most of the time I find it's fine just fighting for yourself.
0: It gets rather lonely though. I've been there. S- sometimes. At the very least, it helps to have someone who
1: has your back in the pinch. Uh, the group I travel with would know nothing about that.
0: So, what what did you do before you joined this cult? Or have you always been a part of it?
1: Uh, I haven't always. I wish that I was. Um, I... Uh, well, my home life wasn't exactly the best. Uh, I had a father who really pissed me off in more ways than one, so I kind of ended up here, out of anger and wanting to feel a little bit more powerful than I had when I was younger.
0: Was your father one of those who tried to trap you in the way of life, trap you into a destiny you did not believe was yours, that you did not choose?
1: Yes, he very much so tried to push a different way of life on me. So
0: which group was your father with, and what was he trying to push you to
1: do? He's part of another group here in Ravnica called the Demir. They're a group of spies, and they essentially get information on all kinds of groups in Ravnica and influence the goings-on behind the scenes. They tend to be... Not very well known on the streets because they have a tendency to wipe people's memories of things that they don't want them to remember. Sounds like a group I
0: may get along well, but you see the string I have on here? It's enchanted. Makes it easier for me to have private conversations. It sort of blurs things out when the people sitting around us and there are some things I can do that can be a little more... Pointed in when it comes to ensuring no one hears.
1: Oh, I need to get myself one of those. I have I have a different one that uh, keeps people from reading my mind, which is nice when you're part of the Demir and that's what everyone does literally 24-7, but I need one of those too. That's
0: what this pendant's for. I travel a lot and deal with a lot of very interesting, very Oddly powerful people, so
1: I'm prepared
0: for just about anything.
1: Mm, I like that.
0: Did you work for the demir for a period of time before you joined the
1: cult? Actually, I'm still in it technically, though I've been trying to throw myself more into being part of the Rakdos than the Demir is I don't like being a part of the demir at all. I have so many holes in my memories, like I can barely remember anything these days. That's
0: unfortunate, and I can imagine rather frustrating. I know some people who are able to do things with memory, but I'm afraid they're not anywhere near here, so I could get them to help, but it might be a little tricky and take some time
1: it take quite a while then, because it's been happening for over a hundred years now.
0: Huh. What has caused this?
1: Was it an intentional thing, or...? Oh, well, when I was little, I grew up in the safe houses in the Demir, and usually when you leave those without the proper protections on your mind, you get the last 24 hours of your existence erased, basically, from your memory. So... Uh, as you can imagine, being a child, I would run out and without any care or knowledge of what I should and shouldn't be doing. And then my memories would just be gone. And when you would complete certain missions or fill out certain tasks or come across information that the Demir would rather you not have, they would also just take your memories just to ensure that you didn't squeal. I'll... That
0: sounds like a very effective way of going about things. It's... can't say I necessarily agree with the methodology. There has to be a better way, and... Do they have no way to account for children being in the houses? That just seems like it's not very well thought out.
1: Oh, it's not. They, they think that they know so much, and that they control this city or whatever, but... When it comes to anything requiring a bit more of a sensitive touch, they tend to just kind of break down, almost like any other stupid guild in this city. (sighs) I just...
0: You sound like you're
1: very tired
0: with more than one thing about this area. Have you ever considered
1: leaving? Oh, many times. And I have, actually, quite a few times. You see, I've been recruited to become a planeswalker somehow, so I've been getting to see places I've never even heard about before.
0: Oh, planeswalker, that's... How was it your first time going through?
1: Confusing, mostly, because we were just kind of transported into this tower that if you try to escape from it, you never will. We got through almost, like, three floors of the tower before we opened a door and found ourselves back in the room that we had started in. And the being that owns it, known as Taz, just kind of told us that, you know, if we want to leave, he could have just said so. Snapped his fingers, and suddenly we were on the plane of Earth.
0: Sounds interesting being. Also, it's impressive you didn't get sick the first time going through its... Well, I guess it depends on what pl- what reality you are in, how disorientating walking can be.
1: Oh, yeah, so our centaur vomited quite profusely. It was hilarious.
0: It is rather humorous to watch people try and get used to traveling different planes.
1: Yes, it was, it was very funny.
0: You ever considered staying on any of those planes? Or do you not been to a nice one yet?
1: I don't really think I've been to one that I like yet. The first one, the Plane of Earth. I couldn't even speak to anything that lived there, which wouldn't be too much of a problem, but also there wasn't a lot of fire either. Then we went to the Plane of Fire from there, which was great, up until we came across the City of Brass, in which a uh, a Nefertiti tried to kill us and enslave us also. That was great.
0: Yes, the City of Brass is a difficult place to live in it. They're very strict about their laws. I try to avoid it when I can. I don't always get along with the people in charge.
1: Yeah, we uh, we can never go back there.
0: <laughs> so you mentioned a betrayal earlier. Was it someone from the cult or f- from your guild? Or was it someone from another guild?
1: Alien is his name. He's from the Cult of Rakdos. Was he a good friend of yours or rival? Well, he started out as a friend, I guess. I could call him a friend, because I didn't try to kill him, so... Always oh, a good place to start. <laughs> yes. Him, Cersei and I, we... Cersei is my sister. I don't know if I mentioned that or not. The three of us, we started a Rakdos troop together. He was the master of ceremonies, I was the fire juggler, and Cersei uh, was a spike wheel acrobat. We were all pretty close, I guess. He kind of started hanging around me and Cersei more, and I I thought it was because he might have a thing for Cersei. (laughs) Turns out uh, he was actually interested in me, which surprised me, honestly. And I thought it would kind of be fun, because, you know, he is someone I didn't want to kill. He's kind of handsome. Why not, right? Right. Uh, yeah, we... I, I, I don't like talking about this with people. He, he made me feel things that I haven't felt for anyone, and it was confusing and frustrating, and, and then I I told him that... Stupid me. I told him that if any of our lives were threatened during the performance, that I would save one of us. Or all of us. Which is very not like the Rakdos way. And... So, when he intentionally put my sister's life in danger to make me look bad and save her in front of everyone, I got demoted in the Rakdos and found out that he was just playing our relationship so that he could get to a point where he could defame me because apparently I was stealing his show too much. So, now he's working directly for Lord Rakdos and I'm stuck up here.
0: Very sorry to hear that. If I run into him, I'll make sure to find some way to make his life more complicated. Sounds like a bastard.
1: Oh, he absolutely is. And I would appreciate any help I can get in making his life a living hell.
0: I've got
1: some... I
0: guess you would call them imps or lower-level demons that owe me favors, and they really like it when I stick them to... Doing things like stealing people's food, leaving rocks in their shoes, just all the petty annoyances that can make one's life hell.
1: Uh, petty annoyances are the best.
0: They really are. So are you trying to work your way back up in the guild?
1: Yes, that's what I'm hoping becoming a planeswalker will do. There aren't many of those in Ravnica, and the ones that do exist are very high-ranking members of their own guilds.
0: Hopefully it will work. It's a tricky thing to master, but if you're clever about it and patient with it, it's,
1: fa- it's definitely possible. Now that's what I'm hoping. I don't know how Taz expects us to gain these abilities, but I might as well try. It's currently my best bet for gaining my rank back.
0: If you didn't have to deal with all these machinations and
1: politics, what do you think you would do? Oh, what a what an interesting question. Hmm. <laughs> um, I I really don't know. I I'd probably honestly just keep performing in Rakdos, but pressure-free. You know, it's this really is something that I want to be doing. I. Enjoy the pain, it's all in the name of our Lord Rakdos, and... I enjoy the fear that the performances inspire, and the awe. It's just, it gets your blood rushing like nothing else.
0: And that beats being on the other side of that fear
1: and that awe. Oh, it definitely does.
0: I can imagine it's quite a relief after growing up in the shadow of
1: someone else's dreams for you. Yes. I uh, I don't, I really wish that I don't have to face that again, but unfortunately I've recently found out that our Orzov fellow in our guild is also a demir, which makes things harder to kind of hide my disdain for the guild.
0: I imagine it makes things tricky, because also you can't use your usual tricks on him, because he knows how to do them as well.
1: Yep, it's... It's extremely frustrating. I almost tried to kill him uh, several times because he um, tried to pull a fast one on me and turn me into the guild for betraying them because I had been given orders to save a double agent and he'd been given orders to kill her. And we didn't know who was right and so he thought I was a traitor to our guild. So he said that he was going to be my new guildmaster, and watch over me, and that I'd have to report to him every single little thing I did, and it it reminded me too much of my father, so I was like, well, I guess he's going to die, I don't need to sleep as long as he does, and I could probably kill his puny little wizard self in a matter of seconds with a good fireball, so... But, uh, it got sorted out. It was... It was there's something going on within the demure that isn't right, and... So I was not blamed for it, and he's not in charge of me, so there's that.
0: It would be a power struggle of sorts in the Demir, and you got, just got caught in the middle of it.
1: Might be. I don't really care what kind of goes on in there. I don't care if they're having issues. But, you know, I do fulfill my orders if they tell me to, because I would be a vegetable if I didn't.
0: Sounds like you have a rough
1: deal of all of the situations you're in. Yeah, well, it's not that terrible. If if I am just able to get into the Hall of Rakdos and perform for him, and have a decent enough performance, then I will be remembered amongst those around me for quite some time, even after I die during my performance, so...
0: Hopefully you will live to receive some sort of accommodation for your performance instead of dying during. I imagine you have many people to prove wrong.
1: I do, but you see, the performance would be what proves them wrong. If I don't die during a performance, if anyone doesn't die during their performance for the Lord Rakdos, it's kind of deemed as not good enough or entertaining enough and then you'll just die anyway.
0: This is a very strange cultural part of.
1: (laughs) Ah, It's the best.
0: So, have you ever been on any interesting adventures? You've mentioned traveling with
1: people. What have you done? Well, when we went to the City of Brass, that was quite a fun time. And by fun time, I mean I never want to go back there again. It was horrible. We were originally sent there to retrieve a specific slave from, well, actually we were trying to get specific slaves, plural, for uh, this lady in the plane of Earth because she ran a mine and she needed more healthy slaves and we wanted the diamonds and all of the precious jewels and everything that she was offering us. So we went to go trade for some, and of course the idiot Boros in our party who can't stand for slavery and must do everything in the name of justice or whatever, he went down and started freeing some of the slaves. So then he got trapped and became a slave, and the rest of us were trying to get him back and the slaves that we needed, and then, of course, the Nefriti got really pissed, and He wouldn't allow us to leave, and we started fighting him. And it was horrible, let me tell you, because I... I expended all of my magic. I was on my last legs in regards to injuries. Everyone was. And everyone was out of all of their magic, and we just barely managed to defeat him. And yet he still got away, because one of his followers grabbed the little pearl that he went inside when he went unconscious and ran off with it. So... And we also kind of destroyed his mansion a little bit. But, you know, it's it's fine. He kind of deserved that anyway.
0: Yes, I. Rodecom is never returning there again. They will never forgive you for that. Or at least should I avoid seeing him again?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. (laughs) We may have also stolen the slaves that we needed. But, you know what, it's it's okay. We made it to the plane of Earth with all of them, kind of. And... It was all good. We only encountered a few little lava monsters on the way, but we were able to get rid of them, so it's fine.
0: You fared better than most do in the city of Brass Then most would not have been able to survive that fight. No, oh, it
1: was quite a lot of dumb luck, and me skirting on the outskirts, outskirts casting darkness over and over again so I wouldn't be targeted. Smart fun.
0: Darkness is a very useful spell.
1: It is. I, I can actually see through it, so it's nice for me getting to use it because I can be in there and nobody will even know. Are your companions able to see through it as well? <laughs> no. <laughs> I use it all the time and then they get stuck in there like idiots and bumble around into each other. It's hilarious to watch.
0: I guess when life is hard and you live in a place of scale that gives us you have to find your entertainment
1: wherever you can. Absolutely, absolutely. I try and make my own fun whenever we're on missions. Because everyone's always so focused on the objective, it gets so boring all the time. So uh, I I like to make a little mischief every now and then. I guess we
0: all have to find our ways to make do in this life.
1: Yes, it is a great time. Normally I direct all of my pranks at our Boros, because he's just so easy to prank. It's so good. Except when he catches you muttering something under your breath because he has giant elephant ears and won't keep them to himself.
0: In his defense, I'm not sure how much control he has over his giant ears.
1: Uh, well, I have considered burning them. I thought it would be kind of funny. He would look like a phoenix, kind of.
0: Pretty sure he would very much not appreciate that and it wouldn't help with his listening in on you.
1: Probably not, but it would be kind of funny.
0: I imagine it would be entertaining if you could find a
1: way to do it where he doesn't realize it's you. I feel like if it was fire, he'd probably automatically assume that it was me. That is fair, because I'm gathering fire is your thing. Well, yes, very much so. I love fire so much. I almost burned Mm -hmm. down a whole forest the other day. That's... not always a smart thing to do. I mean... We were being chased by a bunch of monsters, and I just so happened to cast Fireball in the middle of, you know, a huge, jungly forest area. It's fine.
0: (laughs) I guess if there's not much else in
1: your arsenal, it's at least very effective. Oh, why exactly are you asking me all of this? It's mostly just out of
0: curiosity, and like I said, I'm new to this area. I find it... Helpful to have someone that you can go to with questions, especially when you're trying to learn your way around.
1: Yes, so. But what happens if they're just lying through their teeth to you? I
0: have my ways of seeing through the lies, and it's at least a good place to get a foothold. I'm going to be in this area for a while. And every connection's useful, and plus, you seem like you've got connections to a couple of the groups. At the very least, I'll be up to that. Ask questions, and I know some of the
1: names of the big players in this area. Uh, just a few. There are quite a few more guilds out there, some of them worse than others.
0: So I've gathered, it's typical in these areas. But as I said, I'm going to be here for a while, and I have my ways of making connections. Plus, I may know some people here, and I'm not sure, or they know me.
1: I've got a
0: wide network. Even though it is my first time here.
1: You sound like a demure.
0: There are some similarities, but I don't wander around trying to control things or assert my control as much as I'm keeping an eye on things in case danger arrives. Or something comes heralding, you know, the the end of the world or a giant ward, or anything of that sort. I like to kind of keep an eye so if there's anything I can do to
1: help, I can call in favors and so forth. It's, I guess, pretty alright. Speaking of potentially world-ending problems, perhaps you might like to know a few of the ones that we've encountered, and by a few I just mean one and we don't really know what it means yet, but one of our members did see a vision of army of undead out in the desert uh, that were blown to bits by a dragon, a very, very powerful dragon, and he didn't really get very good vibes from said dragon. We're a little bit concerned about what this all might mean, whether the dragon is good or bad or what the undead are doing and where they came from because it was a huge group of them and they just immediately got wiped out by a single dragon.
0: Neither of those things is good and as much as I appreciate visions like that, I always hate when they happen because my life is about to be so much more complicated.
1: They're usually vague as shit so you don't even know what's going on, really.
0: That is true, even... With how much time I've spent saving worlds and so forth. I hate prophecies. They've been making my life complicated since I was 14? 15? I think that was the first time I had one thrown at me.
1: It's pretty young for a prophecy.
0: It had been made earlier, but I wasn't supposed to know about it. Mm.
1: Did a little snooping, eh? It
0: was more of. I angered someone who did know about it and it was her way of getting revenge was throwing that words at me like a weapon ended up not working out how she thought because the thing with prophecies is you never know exactly how it's going to unfold
1: That's very true (laughs) it's always fun when they turn tail like that as long as it's in your favor anyway
0: that is true, and the thing about prophecies is, if you ever hear one, they're always, as you said, vague. So you can take advantage of that vagueness and make sure the prophecy works out in your favor.
1: Hmm. I'm not sure how this prophecy would work out in my favor. Maybe I'm the one who gives the dragon its fire that kills everything. That would be sweet.
0: That would be rather nice. I don't think it's going to be that easy, but oftentimes knowing something is going to happen before it happens is a good way to make sure that it doesn't, or that it doesn't happen as poorly as it could.
1: That is true, that is true.
0: And as wonderful as this conversation has been, I'm afraid I must go. I see some people eyeing me. I'm afraid my reputation might produce me, so... I'm going to disappear for now, but I'm sure we'll meet again. And maybe I'll be able to help you gain some
1: respect and esteem with your guild. Ugh, we'll see about that. I think the only way that you'd be able to do that was being a guest in one of my performances. And, well, you kind of saw how that turns out for guests. Let's just say
0: I'm much tougher than I look. (laughs) I like you. I like you too, and I hope that one day things start working out better for you, and maybe you'll find someone you get close to who won't betray you.
1: <sighs> maybe. Maybe. Where do you won't remember any of this?
0: Oh, I'm forever grateful people always underestimate me, and it's cute when they think memory charms will work. Tales of Adventure is directed and produced by me, Brianna Toyber, as part of Pseudonym Social, a creative podcast network. The music is by Patrick Chester of Chester Studios. To see more of his work, visit his website at chesterstudios.net. Find out more about Pseudonym Social by visiting our website at pseudonymsocial.wordpress.com. If you like what I'm doing and would like to support this podcast, please go to patreon.com slash pseudonymsocial and choose one of the tiers connected to Tales of Adventure. You can also leave a review on iTunes to make our show easier to find
1: for those who need it.